Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. And welcome to episode 315 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe. I'm Taylor Phillips, along with Louis Tenor. Follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips. Like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and share it and join its Facebook group. Louis, how are we doing tonight? Ready to go. Awesome. Tigers lose again to the Pirates 6-3. Pirates 6-10-0. Tigers 3-5-1. Nick Castellanos committed his 16th error. Wow, that, I, I actually missed that. Well, uh, I actually nap was taking a nap when I um, when that happened. I think, but Cassiano, sixteen errors. <laughs> I'm telling you, him playing at any position does not make the team better. Not any better. Not even a bit. Fielding error for tonight. Damn. Cassie House is on pace for at least 20 this season. It does not make the Tigers any better. Cassianos is getting worse. A lot worse, in fact, defensively. Now, as Chris Chris Castellani, the creator and host of the Baseball Casanova podcast, pointed out on his Twitter video tonight, his post-game Twitter video, Matt Boyd, Look good to the to the uh, first ch- first time around the Pirates lineup. The second lineup, not so much. Gave gave up a home run. Only lasted four innings. Failed to go through five innings. He just can't. And and this is uh this is his main weakness. He cannot make it through the fifth inning in any way, shape, or form. Five earned runs, six runs total, nine hits, four innings pitched, one walk, five strikeouts. He's got a 564 ERA. He takes the loss, five and six. Then you got Heimer Candelario making his Major League debut, went one for two. His first at bat.
He got a single. That was his first career hit. But back to Matt Boyd, he gave up a two-run single to Chad Cole. How embarrassing is that? My God. <laughs> Something our tanking process will take at any time. One of the best things I've seen in this situation. Tigers rallied with three runs. in the sixth inning. And it all started with that Candelario hit. Rivero got the save. Chad Cole improves to 5-7 and seven with a 4.53 ERA. Not a good pitcher. Tigers and Pirates shift their four-game home-and-home set to Comerica Park Wednesday at 7-10. Justin Verlander versus Ivan Nova. Former New York Yankee. 10 and 8, 366, 118 width. That's pretty damn good. Verlander, 7 and 7 with a 420 ERA and a 141 width. Not as good. Then on Thursday at 110, Drew Verhagen, who got shelled. Last time in Baltimore. Now 0-1 with a 500 ERA sharp. Goes up against Garrett Cole. Who is 9-8 with a 400 ERA sharp. And a 127 ERA. Tigers now 51 and 61 as we head into the, stand, the American League Comedy Central standings. Ten games back now, the Cleveland Indians, who just came back from down 1 0 to beat the Colorado Rockies 4 1. Jan Gomes hit a three run home run, walk off style. And Corey Kluber tosses a complete through a complete game, eleven strikeouts, so he gets the win. Indians improved to sixty and fifty. Kansas City Royals in action right now on FS1, playing the St. Louis Cardinals at Kaufman Stadium. The Royals, fifty-seven and fifty-four, three and a half games back. 
but they are getting whipped 10-3 to by those Cardinals in the bottom of the seventh, just getting underway. Bases empty and nobody out. Cardinals are 56-56. and 56. Close, rec- close records between those two. Then he has the Minnesota Twins. Leading the Milwaukee Brewers 10 to 4 target field after five. The Twins, six games back at 54 and 56 in the American League Comedy Central standings. The White Sox, 18, 18 and a half games back at 41 and 68. They lead the Houston Astros of all teams 8 to 4 with the seventh inning just getting underway. The Astros just scoring a run. Right off the bat, that might have been a home run or something. As I, uh, yeah, Yuli Gurriel has just hit his 15th home run on the year. It's now 8-5. to five. Jose Altuve led off the seventh inning with a home run of his own, his 17th on the year, on the year, a line drive at dead center. Now the Astros chipping away at the White Sox lead. It's now eight to five. It was eight to three going into the seventh. After six, the Houston Astros are trying to trying to make a comeback. Now let's take a look. Look at the wild card standings. Tigers still the third worst. Team in the American League, of course. We got the Yankees leading leading two games ahead of the Royals and the Rays for the first wild card spot. Tigers six and a half games back the second wild card spot. Lewis Denor will uh, have the wild card standing in his national sports report later on. So, uh, two reports I'd like to uh, touch on tonight. Former Lions linebacker DeAndre Levy has filed an injury grievance against the, the Detroit Lions. Michael Rothstein of ESPN.com reported it first, and Rob Goldberg of Bleacher Report followed up. And Levy stated the following follow-up. 
He said, quote, I figured there was something wrong because they passed me on a physical when I couldn't even sit down to a chair or get into a linebacker's stance at the time, he told ASPN. In my mind, I didn't think about the legal contract part of it. I thought, this is effed up. I can't get into the... I can't get into this position. I can't get at the I can't get into position. How can I pass a physical? I don't I didn't know it was a physical the first time. I went in just for a follow up for my knee. We go through the exam or whatever and I see he puts pass on it for the physical. I'm like, "Okay, this ain't right." So I call my agent. So I called my agent and now I'm just learning about the process. Uh oh, Levy Levy said a lot more in uh, Rothstein's article. The way I was training, I just hit hit the wall, and it's like I feel like it could have been avoided last year. I feel like it could have been avoided if I was shut down earlier. The cartilage is wearing because my knee my knee was jacked up. Like the cartilage is pretty much gone now because I'm out there, and you're telling me I'm not going to make it worse. It's just a it's just a psychological injury, and now I'm here maybe maybe missing another season because of it, and it's frustrating. I was there. I was there for a decade, and I never complained about any of my injuries. I played through a ton of stuff that the injury report probably tells me half the story. I'm battling every day. I put in a lot of time, a lot of hours for nearly a decade, and then you cut me and tell me, and then you cut me and tell me I'm not hurt. And now I have to go through a legal process to prove that I was injured. It's insulting. It kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. So this is a Lions, or, this is the Detroit Lions organization being in it as inept as it as it usually is, they lie to DeAndre Levy about his inju- about his injury. Now, I want to dig up this article written by Jeff Moss of the Detroit founder and editor-in-chief of the Detroit Sports Rack. It was written two years ago. Yeah. It's headline, are the Lions lying to you about DeAndre Levy? September 27th, 2015. September 17th, 2015.
DeAndre, it was it was reported by the mainstream media as a hip injury. MLive.com beat writer Justin Rot, then MLive beat writer M, then MLive.com beat writer Justin Rogers, who who now who at this time now works at the Detroit News as a Lions beat writer, labeled it as a mystery ailment. The DSR was being told that Levy contracted a parasite in Chile in his hip, and that is what what is really keeping Levy off the field. Worse yet, the team's doctors have no clue when the linebacker will be able to return. It's yeah, that's a it's a contracted parasite in Levy's hip. That was the that was the thing that the Lions had been lying to DeAndre Levy about all along. It's not a hip injury. It's a contracted parasite. And Lewis, you've never heard this before, but but I want to give this uh, I want to message you this article right about now. Oh, where are you? Here we go. This is this is legitimate stuff here. This and Moss was asking if the source is accurate. The million dollar question becomes this. Is the parasite actually impacting Levy's hip? If the Lions are lying about the nature of Levy's Levy's injury, while when filing their weekly injury report with the NFL, they could expose themselves to hefty fines or even the forfeiture of a future draft pick. pick. Heavy stuff. Yeah. And then two... Three paragraphs later, Moss was told by one physician. Moss was told by one physician that a parasite could lead to infectious myositis, which could impact which could impact an athlete's hip area. This was when uh, General Manager Martin Mayhew and President Tom Luan were in charge of the Lions, then GM and President Mayhew and Luan. And I, I, I have to post this. on the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page here right now.
my ass hand. So, yes, the Lions are still lying about DeAndre Levy's so-called reported hip injury, which actually appears to exactly appears to be a contracted parasite. The Lions, the Cowardly Lions media, the Detroit Cowardly Lions, yeah, the, the organization wants to lie to the media, lie to DeAndre Levy, lie to us fans, and say that it's just a hip injury, and then they say he's not hurt. And they keep spewing this all this bullshit to us. It's a, it, it's just like it's spreading disease. An infectious one at that. Yeah. Speaking of infectious, and we want to uh, we want to uh, give Mike Rothstein credit from ESPN, and, and that kind of reminded me of DeAndre Levy's contracted contracted parasite reported by the founder and editor-in-chief of the Detroit Sports Rag, Jeff Moss. And you can follow Moss on Twitter at JeffMossDSR. So that's the whole scoop on DeAndre Levy. Now, for some Red, Wing, for some Red Wings, for some Red Wings action here, There's no paywall. Um, Ansar Khan of MLive.com beat one of the uh, shill beat writers of, of the of MLive for the uh, Red Wings organization. Wrote, a, wrote an article, headline, Red Wings cap issues will be sorted out after the preseason. They talked about, they mentioned how much Andreas Athens' Andreas Athens' contract will be worth and whether they have anyone on long-term injury reserve to start the season in addition to Johan Bronson. It was, um, it, I mean, it's got to be Nick Cronwell. I mean, they also have to put Jonathan Erickson on long-term injury reserve. There's got to be a way a team, an NHL team, could put could place two players, two veteran players, for example, two players of any kind on long-term injury reserve. If, well, since they are injured, now I want to. Scroll down here, and I understand the Red 
And I, re- I understand the Red Wings cap figure stands at about 77.5 million, including 2.56 million of dead space from Stephen Weiss, who was bought out in 2015, and Franzen. And it's a whole bunch of stuff here. Nicholas Cronwall, who has been plagued by a knee issue, he said can't be remedied by surgery. He's expected to be ready for the start of training camp on September 15th. What is that about? First, we uh, dig up this thing about the Lions lying to us about DeAndre Levy's contracted parasite injury in his hip. And now I'm assuming Ken Holland I'm assuming Nick Cronwall is lying about himself, lying to us about himself being ready for Red Wings training camp in Traverse City. He doesn't want to be on the LTIR. He's a, he just, he's not, it's not like he's afraid of it, but he just doesn't want to miss out on hockey, on playing hockey, I guess. And I get that. Players, some players uh, play through the pain. Sometimes they have to, but others don't. That's the point. But the, but the quote I was going to mention from Ken Holland is this, quote if, quote, if everybody is healthy when we get to opening day, we'll probably, have to, we'll probably have to make a move. I'm anticipating we'll be over by a little bit. Jonathan also said Jonathan Erickson, Tomas Tatar, and Luke Lendenning was, was going to have surgery shoulder surgery for three to three to four months after shoulder surgery. But Luke Lendenning, Tatar, and Erickson reportedly are expected to be ready for the season opener season opener on October 5th. They're expected to be ready for the season opener on October 5th. No Word on Ryan Sproul with his torn ACL being able to go at the start. Better, I guess, better safe than sorry. Might have to miss at least a month or two. Holland said they would like to. Holland said they would like to carry 13 forwards, seven defensemen, and two goaltenders, but might be forced to go with a 21-man roster due to the cap. That's. 13, 7, and 2 is 22. They might have to cut somebody here or trade somebody, whichever. After Athanasiu is signed, they will have 12 NHL forwards, including Luke Witkowski, who Holland said can can move between forward and defense. It remains to be seen if they have enough cap space for Tyler Bertuzzi, who gives them flexibility because he exit 
who gives them flexibility because he's exempt from 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 waivers. He's exempt from waivers. From waivers. So there are eight defensemen. They have eight defensemen right now. Mike Green, Danny DeKaiser, Cronwall, Erickson, Trevor Daly, Xavier Lett, Nick Jensen, and Ryan Sproul. But uh, back to the quote, if everybody's healthy, we'll probably make a move from Ken Holland. Hockeyfeed.com reports that the Red Wings are preparing to make a trade. That's the point of this topic on this episode here. Now, now there's a hint. Here's a hint for you, Holland. Was anticipating that the Red Wings will be over the caps. The salary cap by a little bit. Now the third paragraph, though, says that players who have been speculated to be on the move are goaltender Peter Mrazek and forward Luke Glendening. Mrazek, in particular, could be an intriguing asset for some teams, given the potential he has flashed in limited action. His four mil. His four million dollar annual salary might his four million dollar annual salary may be a bit large for some teams to swallow, but the fact that his deal expires next off season makes it much more palatable. And this is a follow up article from Ansar Khan's article. So that Mrazek is the biggest trade piece in this article out of the two, out of both Mrazek and Glendening. So that's all we know at the moment, at this point. So that's that's all the Michigan sports truth material that I've got for you tonight. Now it's time for Lewis Tenor's National Sports Report. Louie, take it away. You got it. Okay. Beginning with the top of the page here, the Blue Jays topped the Yankees 4-2. Hap got the win. So Bathia got the loss. And Usana got the save. Uh, Aaron Judge now is down to his lowest um, batting average, down to a 2.97. His lowest since April 28th when it was a 282. Well, it's not actually earth-shattering droppage, but still, it's he's down. But I'm not too worried. White Sox lead the Astros 8-5. to First and second, runners on and two out. Musgrove is pitching, and Anderson is at bat. Twins are beating up the Brewers right now 10-4 to with a runner on third and two out. Torres is pitching, and Grossman is at batting. Uh, here's a little side note here. If, this, if the season ended today, Red Sox reverse the Indians in an ALDS rematch, which means Chris Sale reverse Corey Cooper in a Titanic battle of aces, potentially for two games. The two have faced off 
just once on May 18, 2015, and it was quite a showdown as Cooler banned 12 and allowed just one run in nine innings. With Sale out one run in eight innings, both got a no decision. That's a battle. All right, continuing on here. Cardinals are leading the Royals 10 to 3. One out, uh, run on first, and one out. Duke is pitching, and Carbera is batting. Duke. Top five. Dodgers are leading the D backs 2 to nothing. Godley is pitching, and Medea is at bat. Runner on first, and nobody out. Bottom three. Athletics lead the Mariners. Four to one, nobody out, and a runner on third. Madreya is pitching, and Chapman is now coming to bat. Just came up there. Chapman. Angels are leading the Orioles now. One to nothing in the top of the fourth. No one on, no one out. Birdwell is pitching, and Shoop is at bat. And we'll probably sing the Shoop Shoop song later. No. Um, Giants are leading the Cubs. Going into the fourth inning, three to nothing. Bryant, Rizzo, and Contreras is due up. Marlins over the Nationals, seven to three. Orley is pitching, and Cole is due up. Oh, Cole wins, and no, Cole lost, and Worley got the win. Pirates doubled up on the Tigers, six to three. Cole got the win. Boyd got the loss, and. Rivero got the save. Tank the clean house. Hashtag tank the clean house. Ten back. Ten back in the Yale Comedy Central, baby. Continue. Wow. Okay. Uh, Indians uh, came through against the Rockies 4-1 to one, thanks to that massive three-run jack at the end. Wow. Kluber got the win and Holland got the loss. Wow. What a game. Puzzle solved. Yeah. Padres beat the Reds 7-3. Madreo got the win, and Rosario got the loss. Mets hold off the Rangers 5-4. to four. Lexington got the win, Griffin got the loss, and Ramos got the save. Oh, well. Yeah, Red Sox making it tough for the Yankees as they beat the Rays 2 to nothing. I'm sickened by it, thank you. Sale got the win, Pruitt got the loss, and Kimbrough got the save. And Sale also struck out 13 in tonight's game. Yuck. Phillies over the Braves, 5-2. to two. Eflin got the win. Teheran got the loss. And Nurls got the save. All right. So, shall we go to the standings? Why not? And they go like this. Okay, the... And they go... Then they go this way. Okay. Starting with the Yankees are now 59 and 52. They have a two. They have a two-game lead in the wild card spot. Royals are 57 and 54. The Ra- the Rays are 58 and 56, a half game back of the wild card spot. Orioles a game and a half at 56 and 56. Twins, two and a half at 54 and 56. Angels are 55 and 58, three back. Rays, uh, Blue Jays rather, four and a half at 53 and 59. 
Rangers are 53 and 59, four and a half back. Tigers six and a half at 51 and 61. Oakland is 50 and 62, seven and a half back. White Sox are 41 and 68, 15 back. Like that's gonna matter. National League Diamondbacks and the Rockies are pretty much even, although D-backs lead by two percentage points. And they're at 63 and 48. Rockies 64 and 49. Brewers are five and a half back at 59 and 55. Cardinals seven and a half back at 58 and 56. Pirates 56 and 57, eight back. Marlins 53 and 58, 10 back. Braves 51, 60, 12 back. Help. Mets 50 and 60, 12 and a half back. I told you they were a lost cause. Padres are 13 and a half back at 50 and 62. Reds 46 and 67, 18 back. Giants 20 and a half back at 44 and 70. And the Phillies, which are a lost cause, at 21 and a half back out of the wild card spot at 41 and 69. All right, so now we'll go to the regular standings. And it goes like this. In the American League, the Red Sox, 64 and 49. Four and a half, the Yankees at 59 and 52. Yuck. Rays, six and a half back at 58 and 56. Orioles, 55 and uh, 56 and 56. Seven and a half back. And the Blue Jays, 53 and 59. Ten and a half back. You know, it doesn't seem like much, but it is. It is, it is. Central Indians, 60 and 50, have a three and a half game lead over the Royals at 57 and 54. Twins, 54 and 56, six back. Tigers, 10 back at 51 and 61. And the White Sox, dead last at 41 and 68. All right, now in the West, well, we know the Astros are still pouring it on, 71 and 40. A 15-game lead over the Mariners at 57 and 56. Angels, 56 and 58, 17 back. Rangers, 53 and 59, 18 and a half back. And the Oakland Pathetics, 50 and 62, 21 and a half back. I know everybody else calls them the Athletics. Well, they're not. Well, they're not playing very athletically, if you know what I mean. Oh. Okay. National League, the Nationals are 66 and 45, have a 13 game lead over the Marlins at 53 and 58. Braves, 51 and 60, 15 back. The Mets, 50 and 60, 15 and a half back. Wow. And Philadelphia, 41 and 69, 24 and a half back. 50 and 60 for the Mets. Oof. They have dropped like a rock since June. Central, Cubs. 59 and 52 have a half game lead over the Brewers at 59 and 55. Cardinals 56 and 56, three and a half back. Pirates 56 and 57, four back, back not insurmountable at all. Uh, the Reds 46 and 67, 14 back, and that probably is insurmountable. All right, in the Wild Wild West, well, Dodgers 79 and 32, 16 ahead of. The Diamondbacks at 63 and 48. Rockies 64 and 49, 16 back. The Padres 50 and 62, 
29.5 back, and the Giants are 36.5 back at 44 and 70. Yeah, Dodgers are way out in front, but you know what? Every time you see this on paper, you got the two best teams going in, and they make the playoffs, and they just choke at the end. So you know what? I'm not, I'm not convinced uh, right now. It looks good on paper, but then again, it's not played on paper, as we all know. All right. Now, here's an article I was reading today, and I find this a little bit um, insulting, somewhat. UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen discussed the academic challenges involved with becoming a college football player in a wide-ranging interview with Bleacher Report, saying football and school do not go together. I don't believe that. I'll, I'll go on with that a little bit, a little bit more. Um, and suggesting that Alabama would not be successful if the Crimson Tide were to raise their SAT requirements. Ooh. Rosen, who has been outspoken on the issue of amateurism in college sports, yes, it says amateurism, told Bleacher Report that human beings don't belong in school with our schedules. When asked about the inherent conflict of being a college student and a football player, Rosen referred to Alabama, which won four of the past eight national championships. Look, football and school don't go together. That's what he said. They just, they just don't. Trying to do both is like trying to find two full-time jobs. These guys who have no business being in school, but they're here because it's a path to the NFL and there's no other way. You know, I don't, I don't believe that. I believe you can be a student and an athlete. But remember, you're a student first, then you're an athlete. I mean, who says that the two cannot balance together? I think you can. It happens time and time again. But you must put your you know, academics first before you play because that's what you're there for. I mean, yeah, you can be great on the field, but, you know, your academics come first when you're there. You know, the, 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 and the um, you know, the rushing to from college to the pros that can wait. You know, go to college for what you what you came for, to get an education, to get a degree. So if you don't make it to the pros, at least you have something. But I still think that football and education, any sport in general, is possible. It's all a matter of balance, folks. That's all it is. I rest my case. All right, sound like a lawyer here. <laughs> um, news that came out of Dallas earlier this evening, Dallas Cowboys defensive end Tyrone Crawford suffered a right angle injury earlier this evening in practice and had to be carted off the field. A reporter, who his name was not given, uh, noted that tears came down the 27-year-old's face as he left the field. The Dallas Morning News Crawford was pursuing running back Ezekiel Elliott on a tackle before he went down. Oh, boy. Uh, Atlanta rookie shortstop Johan Hemmergro suffered a hyperextended right knee while jogging onto the field before Chinese game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Ugh, what a way to get injured. Uh, he took the field when his right knee appeared to lock as he reached down to grab a handful of dirt 
or touched the chalk on the first baseline, and he fell on the ground on the infield grass. You went to grab a handful of dirt. Uh, okay, why? <laughs> uh, the brave said, Camargo was to have an MRI, MRI on his knee tonight and was unable to put weight on his right leg when leaving the field. Uh, needed assistance from assistant trainer Jim Lowell and third base coach Ron Washington. Not George Washington, but Ron Washington. Oh, boy. All right. Other news of the day. Oh, almost forgot one here. Well, it was told today that the Knicks were on the verge of signing forward Michael Beasley, a former number two overall draft draft pick. Uh, the deal became official today. Uh, the league uh, told league sources told ESPN the deal is for the veterans minimum, which is two million one hundred sixty-five thousand nine hundred fifty-five dollars. Plus tax. No. According to ESPN's Bobby Marks, the article goes on to say that Beasley, originally drafted by the Miami Heat in 2008, averaged 9.4 points per game and 3.4 rebounds in 16 minutes per game last season for the Milwaukee Yucks, or you call them Bucks. He shot a career high 54.5% from the field while taking. 7.3 shots per game. Very impressive. Uh, the Knicks are Beasley's sixth team, though, in 10 seasons. It is unclear where the 6'9 Beasley will fit on the Knicks' depth chart. If, we, if the organization executes a trade of Carmelo Anthony, then Beasley could play as a small forward. With uh, Raman, Raman Sessions also officially signing his deal with the Knicks. The Knicks have 15 NBA contracts on their roster, and one player, Luke Cornett, on a two-day contract, unless they release a player. New York will have room for just one more two-way contract player. Ooh, that's kind of rough. Wow. All right, so scrolling down for other article news of the day. I think I just did a mouthful. All right. Chicago Blackhawks. Now, I, I think you might have heard this. This might be of general interest to you. Chicago Blackhawks and NBC commentator Eddie Olchek has been diagnosed with colon cancer. That's uh, what he, I heard. Yes. Uh, he actually, though, was recovering from surgery at the time this was reported. Uh, he is working with a team of top professionals. Good news. Yes, and is expected to be back in the broadcast booth once his treatment has been completed. Olchek was selected third in the 1984 draft, spending 16 years in the NHL. An all-around great player. 84. Boy, I am getting really old. Wow. 84. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, Former Chargers and Chiefs cornerback Brandon Flowers retired from the NFL. He went on to thank the owners of both teams in Instagram message today. Flowers was put on the injured reserve list in December after suffering from a concussion in week 10. So I guess he's just doing to be wise. All right. 
Okay, last night the Orioles beat the Rangers 6-2. to two. Now here's the interesting story of the day. Ex-Crimson Tide quarterbacks Blake Barnett and Cooper Bateman were caught off guard by Nick Saban's tactics as they compete for starting, starting positions at their new schools, Arizona State and Utah. Uh, Brandon Albert uh, and said, well, as much as we got along with the coach and respect him, we just felt that we didn't get the communication that was going on as as Jalen uh, got got all the playing time. So, mm-hmm. so I detect maybe a bit of jealousy was there. Brandon Albert, Brandon Albert, had a change of heart and wants to return to the NFL as the Jaguars' offensive tackle after only retiring last week. But a source of the NFL said, not so fast, buddy. Uh, he left with the Jaguars last week to pursue business interests and only told the Jaguars as of yesterday he wanted to return. Albert does have two years left on his five-year deal, which I think is about $17 million and change, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh and I think I mentioned this last night, but I'll mention it again for those of you who were just tuning in. Mike Trout got his 1,000th hit last night, hitting a double off of Dylan Bundy. I want to say it now. No. Oh. Okay. I'll just recap. I'll just uh, recap the recap the scores here for games in progress. In the middle of the going into the bottom of the eighth. The White Sox are still leading the Astros 8-5. Twins are still leading the Brewers 10-4 with a runner on third. Hughes is pitching, and Polanco is now at bat. Uh, Carlos now have beaten the Royals 10-3. Waka got the win, and Vargas got the loss. Going into the top of the sixth, the Dodgers lead the D-backs 2-1. Sager, Turner, and Bellinger are due up. Going to the bottom of the fourth, the Athletics lead the Mariners 5-2. Joyce, Davis, and Gehenu are due up. Top of the fifth, Angels still lead the Orioles 1-0. Runners on second and third, though, and no one out. Birdwell is pitching, and Joseph is at bat. Bottom four, Giants lead the Cubs 3-0. Uh, Runners on first and second, two out. Quintana is pitching, and Bletch is due up. And all the rest are final. Um, okay, why don't we go to tomorrow's schedule while we're still here? And the schedule goes this way. Oh, no day games? Hmm. Yankees will face the Blue Jays at 7.07. Tanaka and Valdez will pitch. Tanaka's pitching tomorrow. Oh, well. Yuck. 12.30. Ah, here we go. Rockies will face the Indians. At 12.30, the Rangers will also face the Mets. Uh, the Rangers don't even know who they're going to go with. Hmm. Interesting. 3.35, the Mariners will face the Athletics. Colorado and Cotton will face each other. 337 Orioles will face the Angels. Guzman and Striper will face each other. 345 
Cobbs will face the Giants. Henricks will face Baumgartner. Oh, that should be a good matchup. I like that. The Red Sox will face the Rays at 7 o'clock. Porcelano and Oduzzi will face off. Conley and Gonzalez will face off as the Marlins take on the Nationals at 7.05. At 7.10, Pirates will face the Tigers. Nova and Verlander will face off each other. 7.10, Pirate Padres will face the Reds. Wood and Wojciechowski will face each other. Phillies will face the Braves at 7.35. Eckershoff and Newcomb will face each other in that matchup. 8-10, Astros face the White Sox. Then McHugh and Gonzalez will do battle. 8-10, Twins will verse the Brewers. Cohen and Woodruff will square off. Also at 8-15, Royals will face the Cardinals. Ken Hill and Leak will face each other. Leak, oh boy. Dodgers will face the D-backs at 9.40. Wood against Zachy Boy. Uh, Greneke will do battle. And those are your matches for uh, tomorrow. All right, uh, my notes are done for this evening, so I'll just turn it back over to you. So the What We Learned segment reminds you, uh, we've learned that the Lions are still a bunch of liars, especially about this DeAndre Levy thing, about his contracted parasite. They lie that it was a hip injury, and then they lie to DeAndre Levy that he was not saying he was not he was not injured. Hmm, that's very strange. He said he was injured, but he was not. So, hmm, who's telling the truth? Oh, I, I mean, it's infected. Yes, there was. There's a difference between injuries and infections. Yes. That's that's still that still have a similarity. They a little bit of a similarity, but not much. Just they still put you on um, long term the long term injury injury reserve or the uh, the non football injury list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah the NFI list. That's it. The non football injury list. That that's where this should have belonged. That's where this usually belongs. Infections like that belong in that list, the non-football injury list. That's what we learned. And then for the Red Wings, if everybody was healthy and Ken Holland was forced to make a move, Frank Vashner pointed out it's because it's an aptitude. Because we, we remember Ken Holland decided to not protect Peter Morazic in the expansion draft. Luckily for Peter Morazic, the, the luckily for Red Wing fans. Who need Peter? Who still need Who still need Peter Mrazek on the team? But the Vegas Golden Knights did not select him. They selected Mark Andre Fleury instead. They thought Fleury was the best goaltender. Was the best goaltender for them. 
And he is. But um, Ken Holland is still not done trying to look for a trade involving Gina Morazic. That's the point. And then all he would have left is Jimmy Howard and Jared Coral. He might call him. Holland might call him up from the Grand Rapids Griffins, the now Calder Cup champion Grand Rapids Griffins, two-time Calder Cup champion GR Griffins. We need not bother commenting on on the Tigers. That's that's out of that's 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 out of the segment. We we still want them to tank. So. That's our What We Learned segment. That's episode 315 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Games. That's episode 315 of the Michigan Sports Truth Post Game Edition on TalkShoe. Tigers and Pirates at Comerica Park t- tomorrow night at 710. Probably have a post game tomorrow at 11, as opposed to the games in Pittsburgh, which ended, which both ended before 10 o'clock and uh, I had to gather my stuff around so episode 316 possibly at 11 tomorrow night till then for Lewis Tenor I'm Taylor Phillips follow me on Twitter at DT2Phillips like the Michigan Sports Truth Facebook page and share it and join its Facebook group TTFN ta-ta for now bon appetit With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.